Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. We're welcoming everybody after 10 years on the same station, TJ Marcy T Radio. We are with American Communications Online, representing the Ace Folk Life Society Cyberspace Culture Community tonight with Ascension Age artist Michael Woods of Tennessee and Janet Carolesson of Maui, Hawaii. And we're going to talk about various different things besides art, ET, ghosts, UFOs, and the sixth sense, paranormal stuff tonight. It's Thursday night, and tomorrow night is UFO business with Jan Aldrich. So be sure to tune in tomorrow for UFO Association tomorrow night. And we're really happy to be uh, bringing back Janet Carol Lesson. And let me get her from Maui, Hawaii, so she can syndicate. Janet Carol Lesson, were you able to syndicate with your Aquarian radio in Hawaii tonight? <laughs> I I wasn't able, but I can broadcast it later, so it, it'll get out there to everybody. Um, I tend to have more after the broadcast, the initial broadcast anyway. But hi, I'm glad to be back on the show. Is Great. everybody here? Okay. No, uh, let me get Michael Woods on here from Tennessee. Michael Woods, Ascension Age artist and a Spoke Life Society person and co-founder. How are you today? I'm good. It's good to be back. Uh, hello, Janet. Nice to connect with you again, TJ. It's always a pleasure. Great. Good to have you. So here we go, folks. Now, I'm going to turn it over to Janet and Michael. You guys all know who I am. I've been here 10 years. Janet started with me 10 years ago and Michael eight years ago. But we're going to intermix it because he's been taking care of a lot of art and culture and education in Tennessee. And he's uh, interviewed a lot of people, uh, including Stanton Stanton T. Friedman, Kathy Martin, and he knows Jan McAbee and Dr. Bruce McAbee with us that started Alien Contact Organization in 2015 on Thursday with Janet in UK. And we've had people in the UK uh, separate and go over to Hawaii with uh, Thomas Anthony Sneezy from 10 years ago. So just a quick mention of him and Tina Bird. They both follow us here on this show. And so they'll probably get this show over there on the Big Island. And Janet's on Maui. And uh, Michael, tell people a little bit about where you're from and who you are uh, for me and Janet. And then, Janet, you do the same thing. And I'll mute. I'm an artist, author, journalist, and I've just upped up to my Society of Professional Journalists dues to be actually a journalist with my own show again. So I'm starting all over again with Janet and Michael. So I will mute, and then Janet, you will be uh, sort of leading as usual uh, for the last 10 years for our Ascension Cosmos Oracles. Michael is going to help us throughout the week as well. I will mute, guys, so you guys take it away. I'll be here when you need me. I'm going to mute. Okay. Uh, I'm interested in getting right down to the brass tacks and doing the topics I don't like uh, a lot of commercials. <laughs> and um, so, Michael, what was the main topic you wanted to cover today? I thought what we could do is take turns 
asking a question and then all three of us answer the question and keep our answers to about four or five minutes and then pass the talking stick. So, Michael, what question would you like to ask yourself, me, and TJ about you if you follow here or paranormal? Oh, goodness. I, I get to start with asking the question first then. Okay. Uh, yes. Now, you've been in the art business, Janet, right? Or I you've done art in the I, I'm now, an artist, yeah. Now, are you working on a professional, were you working on a professional level or just uh, as a hobby? Uh, it was just a hobby level. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I, I worked with graphic artists to design my covers on my uh, books, so I have fun with that. Um, I haven't learned how to really do Photoshop and all of that myself, but that's a whole other field. I did... Um, I guess uh, pet and ink, you know, that type of thing, and a little bit of um, pastels, you know, color, watercolors and oils, a little bit of that when I was younger. Um, you know, life got busy. I had to go to work. So art is something that our society tends to, you know, not really honor so much. And you do it after you go and do the real job and pay the bills. But um, I've known a lot of people that have, you know, made attempts and, uh being successful professional artists, and I've met a couple really famous ones um, that uh, did, you know, make a, a very successful living. Their, their gicles and paintings went for six figures. But here we are here. Your question, has, uh, you have a question that you would like to answer there, which is, <laughs> what about your art? What kind of art do you do? Uh, so what I was doing mainly was, um, I think I drew people, uh, if I remember correctly. I do. I did animals and people, and um, I, I know I did a really good piece on Gene Roddenberry. I drew one of my ex-boyfriends. Uh, I was uh, this is how long ago it was. I was drawing all the original Star Treks, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and uh, Princess Leia, and then I drew fantasy art. You know, um, the, the damsels and queens and princesses and knights and, you know, warriors and that type of thing. I remember uh, doing a workshop with Boris Vallejo. Do you know who that is? Oh, God, yes. And I I've, was inspired I've by him. I hate to think how many magazines and pictures I've seen of his artwork. I, I love his artwork. They were half-naked dancers, right? <laughs> you know, so we, and I liked that. I, I enjoyed uh, uh, working on the human form. When I was very little, my dad had me do paint by numbers, and um, he his hand and eye wasn't as good as mine. And I was a little girl, and he'd be working on, you know, some kind of a, a horses in a field or a, a scene, and he'd say. Uh, here, I can't get the eye, I can't get the, <laughs> the really tiny stuff. And I don't know why, I was just, I was a little girl, um, five, six, seven years old, and I had a really steady hand. And so I would help him with art. So then when I was in, started uh, school, the teachers discovered I could draw. Now, did your teachers realize that you could draw? 
when you were young? Because what they did when they discovered I could draw, they'd say, oh, draw Lincoln, draw Washington, draw, you know, and I'd, I'd have to take small pictures and blow them up so they'd be poster size. So anyway, I it became a, a chore then, and I think that kind of made it not so fun anymore. So tell us about your art. What kind of style do you do, and how did you get started? Uh, I don't know that I have a style of my own. I mean, I right now I've I've been doing this. I've been taking it more or less seriously for well almost five years. It'll be five years the twenty ninth of this month since I've actually started taking it serious. Uh, I took a little art in when I was in college with a local uh, artist that's pretty well known in this area. But unfortunately, at that time, I was more interested in going out and having a having a beer or three if I had the money. So I, I'm afraid I skipped that class more than I went. Uh, but uh, in in the last five years, I picked up my brushes and really really started taking it serious. I work mostly with oils. I work a little bit in acrylic and even less in watercolor and pastel. I dabble a little bit in pen and ink from time to time. I've also uh, tried doing uh, Sumie, and I'll probably revisit that some more because I do enjoy that style. I just haven't quite developed a knack for doing it yet. There's, It seems to be a little more, uh, I guess, intuitive is the word than uh, Western art, but I love the simplicity of the style and what they can achieve with just a few uh, strokes of a brush and ink. Uh, I paint just about anything uh, when I'm painting. I'll paint, uh, I paint paint portraits, uh, animals, uh, landscapes, uh, seascapes. Even though I've never been, haven't been to the ocean in forever, I'll do some sea, seascapes. Uh, Still life doesn't matter to me. If I see something I like, I'll, I'll try my best to put it on canvas. I've uh, more recently started uh, learning to appreciate abstract art, but I, I'm I'm trying to do that, but I just really haven't picked up the knack for that yet. But I'll keep working at it till I kind of figure that out. Mm-hmm. And that really brings me to the point I'm at now. So. Have you, um, so, you know, I I like to do shows about paranormal and extraterrestrials. Have you ever had any encounters and have you drawn the creatures or beings that you interacted with? Excuse me. I haven't had any encounters with the, uh, excuse me, beings themselves. I've seen some UFOs, but I haven't had any, uh, Close encounters. Mine's just been uh, CE1, you know, just visual. So and most of those are a pretty good distance. You, you've been doing shows around ufology. TJ mentioned that you interviewed Stanton Friedman, the late Stanton Friedman and stuff like that. What got you interested in ufology? Well, uh, I think I mentioned this last week. It really started... Uh, Back when I was, I, I want to say I was about seven or eight years old. We were living in the, in uh, Missouri at the time, and 
the all the parents were out in the yard and you know us kids we were out playing all of a sudden the parents started looking up in, at the sky and pointing so i had to see what was going on being a nosy little feller uh and i looked up and up in the sky there was something that looked like a silver football with a ring of lights around it and it was kind of sitting there level and then you know after it sat there for a few seconds it kind of tilted at an angle and shot off out of sight you know in the blink of an eye and i guess that's really what uh kind of set me down the path right <laughs> and then what happened how did that affect you well, uh, wasn't long after that we moved back to Tennessee, and uh, I had a cousin that was also uh, who was a few years older than me, and he was interested in the subject. So uh, uh, I was a little older by this time, though I was in my early teens, and we got to talking one day. And we got to talking about you. I don't know how we got on the subject because it's been a few years since then, but we got on the subject of UFOs. And he mentioned uh, J. Allen Hynek, and that got me to buy my first uh, book by Hynek, which was uh, the Hynek UFO Report. And uh, as a re- you know, the rest from there is history. I mean, all through high school, I was that was my reputation as you know, kind of being, I guess, well, they thought I was crazy, I guess, because I was in- interested in the subject. But, uh, yeah. Uh, well, anyway. why, don't you, why don't you ask me? Since TJ and I are both experiencers, and you like to interview uh, people about ufology, why don't you ask me and TJ about um, being um, extraterrestrial experiencers? Okay. Well, why don't you start out? Why don't you just Tell me about your experience then, or experiences well, if it's more than one. We'll have to narrow that down because I've been having experiences with extraterrestrials and um, lights in the skies and, and paranormal all of my life. Um, can you narrow the question down for me and ask TJ the same well, question? Well, let's just start at the beginning. What's the first one you remember? Uh, when I was in my crib. I would have uh, beings come around my my bed at night. Um, I didn't have any words for it at the time. I couldn't say that it was a ghost. I couldn't say it was a gray alien. We're talking about 1954. But they were very interested in me. And um, so it wasn't, I didn't didn't start with lights in the skies. I actually had uh, different beings manifesting in my bedroom. And they would come up and... uh, stare at me for hours and as I got older I, I you know it wasn't it wasn't a normal thing so I didn't want to be having these experiences and I would cover my head and I started hearing about ghosts because there was a show called Casper uh, the friendly ghost it's like okay so they're friendly um, and one appeared as a an older woman and um, so what I realized piecing it together uh, because, uh, you know, I've had a lot of time to examine it, and I've also done regression on it, is that some of the initial beings were probably gray aliens. 
um, they were uh, taking me, not only taking me, I went to a, a secret school, as um, Whitney Stryber described it. And so I was in this educational program. Um, I was having trouble adapting to being human, so to speak, quote, unquote, because when you have awareness of the other realms of where you came from and other planets, it's a, it's a different experience than being human. And I just watched The Man Who Fell to Earth, the latest variation on it. It's kind of like that, you know. It's like you come here and um, you agree to be human and you're on in an earth form and an avatar. And, and you're, you're, you know, when you're here as a human, you are human. And that's what they covered last night in the final episode of The Man Who Fell to Earth. It's like you're always human. You're always who you are whenever you're in that form. So it's, a, it's an immersion process and you are. So... At one point, because um, I, I was raised in a very Christian world, and they started to say things like, if you see ghosts or if you, you know, talk to spirits or they didn't even mention aliens, <laughs> um, that you were a sinner, that you were going to go to hell, that, that it was demonic. And, you know, so I started having some uh, negative reactions around it. And so um, – they kind of shut me down and they said, well, we're going to have to block off your memories of who you are, where you came from. Because I was saying things that was uh, activating my mother and my mother was afraid of me. And so it was a good thing. They shut me down, shut down my memories and kind of did another layer of protection. I was talking uh, way in advance of my years. You know, I was a little toddler and I'm saying, full-on adult sentences at a very young age. So they had to, uh, I call it babbling my language and dummy it down. So I remember once they did this process, one night they came to me. I was probably about, it's hard to tell time because kids don't walk around the clock, right? But I was very young. And um, it was probably fall or winter, and I was born in winter. So winter. So I was either... Uh, about a year, or between a year and 18 months old. And they said, okay, time for you to say goodbye. And so they did a procedure, and they all came and said goodbye. And, and there's so many varieties of aliens. They, they they look like part animals, everything in the world you can imagine, everything in the universe you can imagine, and then some, they can appear, uh, or, you know, manifest in those types of forms. So these had... Um, you know, they had some kind of eyes and nose and ears and mouth. It was recognizable, um, mainly because when you're in human form, they don't want to scare you. So I was in human form as a, as a young human child. And um, so they all said, they all came to say goodbye. And then finally there was, okay, last one, okay, it's time for you to, you know, to finish this process and go be human, whatever that means. And they, I heard this loud clap, like thunder. But there wasn't any storms going on. It was just something like closing the, the, the dimensions or something made a, made a sound. And I screamed. And my mother I started crying. My mother came in. And normally I would talk to her, you know. And I, and I, couldn't, I couldn't find words. I, I, my mouth was, my brain was thinking it, but they weren't coming out on my mouth. And then it was like, okay, I was into this human adventure. Okay, I've talked long enough. T-Day, same question. I'm mute. Okay. I'd like to say I love Boris Vallejo. 
or Vallejo. It's got two L's, but he's from Peru, folks. He's 10 years older than me. But I'm surprised that we've all three got that in common. So for the first, I didn't get to talk on the art question, uh, but I loved him. As a matter of fact, he inspired me for the black and the oranges and the, uh, the the art that I got famous for in Hawaii as an artist of Hawaii. And uh, I'm just really glad you guys gravitated to that between the two of you. So amazing. And uh, yay, because that's my artwork in Hawaii. And if any of you guys have it, it's got T.J. Thurman or or or. But a lot of people don't know in the UFO business that I'm uh, was T.J. Thurman or T.J. Thurman Morris. And I'm the one that wrote it, UFO Digest. So the question is, ask me again, Michael, what you asked G in it. Refresh uh, my memory. Your first uh, experience uh, with uh, aliens. ETs, oh, The first one was, uh, in my memory code, was uh, before I was two, but I remember where I was and uh, – then uh, really it stayed – they taught me when my mother and dad moved from the little house next to my grandmother at that age to uh, – I had my own room, and I could close the door, and it was Air Force, uh, like a duplex in Monroe, Louisiana, and they came to visit me, Michael, and teach me things. And uh, so they – I called them Cleo or Leo because uh, as a child, uh, I – named them or they had names then so i don't know where mother uh thought it was an invisible playmate which i didn't like but she couldn't see see them and uh so when i was a child they would they were small beings so i guess they would uh, show up like little children maybe or little grays i don't remember Uh, i just remember the energy and the name and then uh i do remember a story that janet brought back up for me once Uh, I was, um, my sister hadn't been born yet, Brenda, so it's before she's, uh, you got, well, Janet's age, and uh, 54, isn't it, Janet, or 55, so I can get a bearing. You were born in 54? Yes. All right, so I must have been three because I could, I was tall, it seemed like I was tall. I was a big kid for my age. I was born uh, 19, I was at 21 inches. No, I think... 19 inches, 10 pounds, 13 ounces. Maybe I was 21. I don't know. I could go look at my birth certificate. Anyway, I'm just saying I was a big child. But I remember standing in the back of the car, mother opening the door to these old, in the 50s cars. It's probably a 40s Plymouth. Stood in the back seat and would bounce, you know. But I remember her opening the door and uh, him, I'm, I, I have a male image, or, uh, like it was a, a boy, a male in my mind's eye standing on the porch, and uh, I, I got upset with Mom, but she couldn't see him because she said, okay, you go ahead and get in the back seat. There you go, Cleo. Get in the, you know, there there he is now, and she shut the door, and I said, Mom, he's on the porch, and that was my first realization that my mother couldn't see him because she was putting him in the car, so there's something about a child and working with these extraterrestrials, Michael, that when they're training you on the planet and other people can't see them, whether they come or go, this is something I've lived with my entire life. And I'm 70 and the story hasn't changed. So I still remember. So that, uh, that's very important. 
I think, for us to educate our children or really to educate the entire populace. That we've always been visited, and my job now is to go through all the lifetime and the many lifetimes in my past lives because as I grew up with this uh, and writing what we're doing now with the Ascension Age and this journey and this epoch of time was all about stories from the time I was born to the time I passed our transition. And my children and everybody that the way I lived, even a lot of people for years thought maybe it was crazy, but the government gave me jobs as investigator, and I got into the UFO biz. So that's the first instance that I can remember. Well, Janet and I, I talked about laying next to my sister when she was born with a bottle, too. And uh, so that would be right after that time in uh, laying and watching them out over the crib outside zipping around like they do. You'll see people talk about two or three zipping around. So they entertained me, Michael, as a child watching out the window. So that's all I've got to say about that. Michael, you don't have any of those memories, at least that you can remember as a child? Not not that I remember, no. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I mean, I've got my whole life with extraterrestrials. It just sounds quacky doodle, but nowadays it's so common with the star beings and what Janet and I started 10 years ago. I was hoping both of y'all would have a chance to listen to that quick 30 minutes to see how far we've come in 10 years because we both, she and I both got close to a thousand shows we've done uh, over a 10 year period. All right. Well, uh, Janet, Michael, back to you. I'm going to mute for your next round. Okay, and I wanted to say I tried to listen to it, but only did about uh, two or three minutes, and then it wouldn't do, go any further. So you might want to double-check and, and re-upload it again because it didn't – at least it didn't work on my end. I tried three or four times, and I went, oh, something's wrong with the file. Okay, so, um, so go ahead, Michael. Ask us another question. Okay, we've uh... – Hit the way back machine, Sherman, as uh, to date myself a little bit with my cartoon enjoyment. Uh, we've covered the past. What's the most recent experience you've had? Okay, TJ, you go first. <laughs> no. Okay. My latest one, I don't think... Janet even knows, but I did do a video on it, so I wouldn't forget. So the latest one I've had uh, was much different than the ones I've had from mature men uh, (laughs) visiting me or me visiting in space, what Janet calls the secret space program. I am, by the way, the founder of the UFO Secret Space Organization on uh, (laughs) social media (laughs) with uh, Facebook. I'm out there, folks. Anyway, uh, (laughs) well, it's sort of embarrassing. Um, To be honest with you, Michael, uh, since you ask, and I've never met you, is the fact that two men, two young men, my most recent, uh, came to see me in 2021, I think. I know it wasn't 2022. I'd have to look at my – the reason I made YouTubes, folks, was so I wouldn't forget it, but I don't really tell people what I'm doing. I'm only really uh, doing it for myself for journaling, like my books. I make my books, and I don't publish. I mean, I, I mean, I publish them, but I don't really tell people or try to market or pro- promote. Same thing with my videos, but they're on YouTube. So, 
but you guys can go look for it on TJ Mars Agency or ACO Club. There's one, if anybody, I didn't put this, I don't believe, on my UFO secret space and social media even. But this one is where two young men, Michael, showed up uh, <laughs> right here where I'm living and uh, had me. Uh, it's it's interesting how it happens. I'd have to it'd take a whole show to discuss all the details. But to make the long story short, which I did on YouTube, uh, two young men uh, visited me in a spacecraft and it came down and buzzing around and I walked up to it, and all of a sudden, I was on the inside. It's hard to explain. You walk up to the front, and first, there's silvery gray you can't see, and then you can see in the glass. Of course, I have all this memory because I've been off, well, I've in past life deaths and past lives plus experiences in this reality. But also, you know, we can have lucid dream in other states of mind. But this is at 69 years old. Now I'm 70. Must have been when I was 69 because I had a lot going on. Even though we had COVID-19, they were redoing after 2020 on the planet, but there's no time and space the way we think of it with gravity out there. So I have those that knowledge uh, to relate to. So I did. They came to visit me for a reason, and uh, I'll describe them first. Uh, for me, the first thing I did was I was looking because when they come in these 30 by 30, we call them shuttles, folks. Uh, they're off of the main ship. We have the carriers and then we have the larger ships. But since I'm uh, telling Michael this story, the two young men looked uh, very human. One looked uh, Korean, Chinese, and one looked Irish with red hair. And he had three eyes. So I didn't know till he got up in my face. But uh, they were both sitting like at the controls or through the glass when I walked on ship. And in the back room, uh, they were doing, uh, it was a very sterile environment with a woman in white. She was, I would say, a mixture, uh, not dark skin, not light skin. Uh, I would say probably a, a mixture, not South African, but uh, of a dark skin, dark hair. But she was in a white uniform, but the room wasn't there. And this is something I would like to discuss with other beings. I don't know if it's out there in space or in science fiction or even in our history on the planet, but they have a control over the other dimensions. And uh, I've seen it underground on the spacecraft when I was in the military or underground or when I was attached to President Ronald Reagan probably Carter before that, the presidents were allowed, well, they weren't even, didn't even have a clearance at that level. So it's like they pick us and uh, our, maybe our hereditary, but who knows? The reason I was uh, asked, uh, they needed me to show them something, but uh, the boys looked to be in their early 20s. And uh, like I said, one looked Korean, Chinese mix and uh, had one brown eye and one cat gold eye, and which was very interesting uh, to me. I, I couldn't get over that. I mean, that's what I remembered. And then the other one had, uh, I forgot, did he have blue eyes? I forgot. I'll have to look at the YouTube. I knew I'd forget because they told me not to, but I want to forget because it's 
I want to be normal and not have to think about these things uh, so I can live a normal life. But his, uh, he had red hair, and his when he got down to look at me and told me to remember this, he uh, <laughs> a third eye opened, folks, between his regular eyes and uh, looked stared right into my face to make sure I wouldn't forget and told me it was time for me to start writing about this. But anyway, uh, this was right before they left. But in the t- meantime, between me seeing the back of the uh, the room so I would have a memory code of the interdimensional ways that they can uh, appear and disappear or have control over other dimensions from the spacecraft, which they don't let me forget. But see, this time they wanted me to remember, talk about it, write about it. So I believe it was time for their contact with extraterrestrials in a way that they have prepared me or prepared many people for. And uh, they took me outside the spacecraft and laid down this material of uh, the universes. And I know I had to uh, help them with uh, geolocation and at the same time interdimensional travel. But uh, one of them said, you always, how do you always know this? And you always make the best score. So apparently I was scored, and then they got back on their ship and left. But the main thing was uh, when they left was for me to remember this time. And I found that very interesting because I didn't want to write about it. I usually didn't. And it wasn't a bad, it's not an abduction. It's an extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial contact. But they actually, uh, you know, gave me instruction, and I've uh, had various types of instruction, including in uh, symbols and signs and all of that. So this is a really long uh, educational process I've had. And uh, that's the two gentlemen that came and went. And uh, uh, if I hadn't made that YouTube, if they hadn't told me I had to start talking about writing and talking and, you know, being out there, so this disclosure, so to speak, I probably wouldn't have made that YouTube. So anyway, all my little toys were taken away after that. So I couldn't make, right now I can't make what I could because I was putting out the data for the, during uh, the last two, two, three years, just like I was writing books really fast uh, before. I was slamming books out as fast as I could type. And then this time I was making YouTubes as fast as I could. And then they uh, GoDaddy bought the equipment I was using, or the software package from seven guys in Australia with Samurai, and it was Vietnami. And, of course, I told GoDaddy about it, told them they needed to do it. And, uh, but they did it, yeah. and they blocked me out. <laughs> okay, so back to you, Janet. And I will mute. Well, you shot yourself in the film. That was, I don't know, it was interesting. I've seen you sabotage yourself over and over again. But anyway, I guess we're supposed to do something else. It's interesting that they were asking you to write because I've been asking you to write. So, But there's this resistance. So it's like we can't force you to write. <laughs> but uh, I've been writing every day. Okay, so, you know, I I have I've encounters or what I, what I realize is that when I go to sleep at night or even when I take a nap, I'm I'm going to my other job or my other life. It's like I have probably I keep identifying new lives. I think that the big the thing that we're realizing is that time is not linear. So we simultaneously exist in many lifetimes and across the ages and different worlds and dimensions and vibratory frequencies. 
that we're not just a one-dimensional um, being <laughs> with one lifetime at a time, uh, that we're very complex. And the more you do the work on yourself and you, and you learn to relax and get calm and centered and meditate and pray and, and uh, you know, like TJ and I are both pretty relaxed around extraterrestrials and it's just like, oh, it's like if we were walking down the street and we saw an elephant or we saw, you know, an, an animal that's different, we wouldn't be afraid. Extraterrestrials are just beings that are in different forms and sometimes they're not even in form. <laughs> they just, they blink in and out. So <clears throat> I've had a, a lot of really powerful in, uh, incidences in the last few years. Uh, one morning the sun was coming up. I, I have way up high, I've an A-frame, and at the top I wasn't able to get um, up there with a ladder to put a blind over. So when the, when the morning sun comes up over Haleakala, over the ocean, it, it wakes me up. <laughs> it's like, bam, get up, <laughs> it's sunrise. <laughs> so <clears throat> one morning I was, um, you, you know, you kind of wake up, but you stay in that little zone where, oh, I don't really want to get up, I'm, I'm going to sit here in bed and and I was, um, I, I realized, oh, I'm, I'm being uh, observed. So I, I was looking towards the ocean, but uh, behind me, on the, the side of the bed where my husband usually sleeps, and he, he gets up way before I do. So he was already back in the office and, and writing. He likes to write. And I, I looked over there, and he's gone, and uh, there was this... Um, I'd say about a five-foot-tall owl standing there. And, and you know, was, I could see it was, the sun was up. It was bright. <laughs> and it's like, oh. <laughs> and um, I looked at this owl, and I said, oh, come on, really? <laughs> really? Come on, you're going to be an owl in my bedroom here? And then, and then it shape-shifted. And it was one of the... Um, I call them gray aliens. I don't know what they call themselves, zeta reticuli. I don't think it was zeta reticuli. I, I don't know. It's just a, 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 a variation of humanoid uh, with the enlarged head. And it was your typical gray. But I like the, the ones that are, they kind of have on the video with the military. They have the really, really big eyes and they're very sweet. And uh, now they don't use their mouths. So your conversation is telepathic, although I spoke out loud and I said, oh, really? Uh, and, and when we do have these conversations, it's more like a um, like a homecoming, you know, just like if, if TJ and I were busy and couldn't talk for six months, we would pick up the phone and, like, you know, pick up where we left off. So that's what it's like with these um, extraterrestrials that I'm involved with because they've been with me, not just this lifetime, but you know, throughout my existences in different forms. So we had a full-on conversation, and and I, I really, I thanked him. I think it was a, it's hard, they're kind of androgynous. I call it a he, who knows. Could have been a she, could have been an it. I don't know if they use they, them, there, whatever. But um, we had a conversation, and I thanked, I'll say him, for, um, you know, being brave enough to show himself to me in the middle of the day and I thank myself for not freaking out and making him blink away. So um, that that was just great. I, I love when they come to visit. 
I actually uh, feel disappointed when I don't get some kind of visitation like TJ had. Um, I realize a lot of times I'm on different worlds that I, there are cities I could map out. Oh, there we go down there. That's the industrial area and you go over there. Some of them are really advanced. Some of them are like, uh, there's one city I go to, everything's kind of in, in the Victorian age with very big buildings. Some of them are wood, some of them are stone. They tend to be multi-floor, uh, many floors. No, no, no metal, you know, skyscrapers and type of thing, but very beautiful, quaint, artistic places. And um, the people or, or the structure of the architecture seems like the people are much taller. And sometimes when I'm on these other worlds, I'm uh, to scale, and sometimes. I'm like a, a toddler walking through a room. It's like, whoa, everything is overscale. If I mean, like in a kitchen or a bed area, um, made for beings that are much bigger than I am. Uh, I was recently on a planet where they were, <coughs> excuse me, I've got like a sinus thing going on. Um, they showed me these buildings that really needed to be repaired. And I, I was. They were asking me, "Well, what, what do you want to do with them? This is your project." And I said, "Well, there's a lot of homeless people on the planet. Uh, can we set up a colony here so people are not homeless?" So we went mainly to like uh, Indian cultures. But the, so I went back, and there were there were people there, and they were fixing up the buildings. And they had there were some big, huge wooden buildings, and they put a fresh coat of paint on them and they had put up some poor rent <laughs> and I went, wow. But um they were very happy people and they were they 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 wanted for nothing. They, they whoever was inviting them to colonize all the food they need. So they gave them a place to to live and, and, and they had to do some, you know, remodeling. They were built for a much larger scale being so if they had a um, building, they might add some floors in between, so it was like a 30-foot ceiling. Um, they were breaking things up and utilizing the space and moving in whole families and being very artistic and creative, so they were celebrating <clears throat> and I'm walking down the street and there's all this wonderful music going on and it's not really American music, it's um, almost like Indian. I, I, I don't want to I don't really want to label it. It was just much different. Um, people were in very beautiful costumes, and they were doing these wonderful elaborate dances. And, and I, I noticed they had cows. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I um, I felt something in my hand, and somebody gave me a rope, and it's like, well, you have to have your own cow. So they gave me a cap. And so I'm, I'm dancing. And, and when I go to these places, I'm uh, my energy is young again. It's like I'm a teenager or in my early 20s and I can just go for hours and I, I, I can walk for miles and I don't feel tired at all. In fact, sometimes when I'm moving, I have shoes on that if I take one step forward, I go 20 feet. You know, I can I can slide. I don't, nobody needs a car because you can get across the city in, in a you know, very short time. So I have this little calf and I'm like dancing. The calf is with me and everybody's having fun. And then we said, well, here, park your calf and 
go in this uh, building here. And I went, park my calf. <laughs> and anyway, the, the, the calf was trained that if I just take it over to this area and I you know, laid its rope down a certain way, like on a little peg, which wasn't really uh, constraining it. And it just kind of folded its legs up under it and uh, would just sit there and, and go into like, this meditative state. Very bizarre world. But I, I kept going to that world for, oh, I'd say about four or six weeks. It wasn't there every night, but I would go every second or third night and just, and then finally the project was done and the, and the colony was established and then I, I haven't been back since. So that's my life. TJ has them coming and talking to her. I have these other jobs I have. And uh, and then sometimes I, I swing. So I expect I'll probably be visiting that again, you know, and checking up on the progress. But I, this human, Janet, I don't make the calendar for that, but somehow there's some calendar being maintained on one of when I'm supposed to go where and when I end up going to one of the, the planets on my rotation, I pick up right where I left off like I hadn't missed a moment because maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not missing any time. <laughs> maybe it's the next day, right? I, I'm not sure how it works, but that's uh, back to you. Do you have any uh, comments for on our public shared? Okay. First off, I want to find out if anybody can hear me. Yes, we can. Okay. I was worried. I got I got cut off earlier, and I was afraid I wouldn't be able to get back in. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, are we going to continue on this subject, or are we going to switch subjects? We've actually killed okay. almost the first. Hello, you're breaking up. What do you want to do? Anything y'all want to talk about, I'm good with. We can continue on this subject for another hour or move on to something else. Or I, I want I'm to know how you to... got into this because there's, it's so popular now that everybody's not just doing radio. They're doing live podcasts with Facebook, YouTube, and we're going to get into that. I've got some uh, cosmetic things on my teeth. I want to get my flipper back. I lost twice now. But, uh, Michael, because you're, you know, we're premiering Ascension Age, really. We've uh, been doing this 10 years, but I I knew that when I they came to me that I had to really make it more apparent and be out there like I used to write for them in UFO Digest 2007 to 12 all into 15. And then my husband died, but uh, my producer in Canada died. But. I lost my Stanton Friedman shows. I think I've still got my Kathy Martin show on here with Denise Stoner. If I didn't, then they got lost. But some of my – Janet and I have a, probably close to 1,000 each here but uh, on our shows and our stations. But we've done well over 1,000, I'm sure, through the years from uh, 2012 till 20, till the pandemic, and we got off. Right before the election, 29. Well, I think we did January 2020. I think. Uh, I I think I did one, and she did some after me with uh, Thomas Becker, who was helping us and who does our uh, disclaimer on the beginning. And he is a painter like you. And then we had uh, Bill M. Tracer. I seem to attract artists into our group, and I told you I'd like your help with Ace Folk Life and. 
maybe uh, you're going ahead and repainting because I lost that too. But over the years, folks, I lost a lot of my radio shows. But Michael, I would like to know what gets you into doing uh, the. You said you found your hard drive because I want to put that on your show with our uh, membership drive and our membership for uh, ACO uh, and on ours together as Ascension Cosmos Oracles because I've already paid for the platform for a year. And uh, we can use that as the membership drive for people that are in the ascension or the cosmos or oracles or even for if they are artisans and uh, for the Ace Folk Life. I want to join all of them. I've got them on my ACO TVP, but it's more professional, techie kind of uh, place for all my various associations. But, how, you know, I'd like to take your stuff and your drive and put it all on the Michael Woods page. And us have a Janet Janet Lesson page. Uh, used to people wouldn't use the um, social media. I didn't like that they were anonymous, even though I'm a journalist and I have to protect sometimes my sources to get good shows. But you know, I made most of my money with rich attorneys in Houston, Texas, and uh, big huge cases. But I've trans you know transferred into the military and then truck driving, and then now I'm doing shows for the last ten years. But how did you get into uh, interviewing Stanton T. Friedman? Because I've lost mine, and it's forever. But Stanton got to know me personally and my husband because he was interviewing and wanting to know stuff that we were doing, and he was able to keep the keep it secret. So uh, a lot of people don't know he was a physicist. He had a master's, but he worked for a lot of government contractors. And uh, Kathy Martin, of course, was the niece of Barney and Betty Hill. She's a friend of ours, been on the show, and I just talked to her today, uh, social media. So tell us about you and how you got into all this stuff, because I'd like you to continue interviewing and helping Janet and I get this book done that we've not done for 10 years. But go ahead. Maybe you can bring us all together, Michael. How did you get into doing all this, and how did you meet Stan and Kathy? Let you talk for a minute. Yeah. I mean, it all it all started as a fluke, really. Uh, I had a friend from the UK, and he had a an internet radio station called Deprogrammed Radio, and he ran a lot of stuff on. Uh, I, uh, he ran a lot of stuff on UFOs, uh, astrology, you know, all this kind of stuff. And he asked me one time if I knew anybody that would be interested in doing a show. I told him I didn't personally know anybody that would be interested. I said if I knew something about it, I would, you know, I'd be glad to help. And I don't know, somehow one thing led to another, and he talked me into doing it. Empty bedroom with a computer uh, and my telephone. I started, I started, uh, you know, just emailing everybody I knew that was in in the UFO community, uh, Wiccan community. Uh, I looked, you know, I was, I was searching the internet, you know, bull, you know, like a bull in a china shop. I was hitting it as hard as I could, and plus, uh, I can't remember who it was I started with, but she, she's really well known in the. Uh, as far as crop circles, and I cannot for the life of me think of her name, but that was that was one of the first people I interviewed. I actually did two shows with her because I thought because she was so interesting on the subject of crop circles. 
after that, I uh, let's see, I interviewed uh, Alan Roberts, and we did, I did three shows with him on his book uh, from uh, Alpha to oh, what is, what is the name of his book? It's sitting here right next to me, from Alpha to Omega or something along those lines. And now, of course, I've moved it and can't find it. Oh, here it is. Uh, from Adam to Omega, excuse me, that was his, that was his book. And that covered a lot of ancient alien theory and a uh, very interesting man. I, me and him, I wish I'd recorded some of the conversation we had after the program because uh, some of that was almost as interesting as uh, the actual program itself. He was talking about his days when he was in a band, and I'd have to look up to see what the name of that band is, but it was a fairly well-known band back in the 60s. And he was talking about the time that they were they were an opening act for the Beatles, and somehow uh, his band got mistaken for the Beatles. But that was that's a story I wish I had recorded because it was it was a riot. Stanton Friedman, I. I Email just on a lark to see if I could get somebody that big because I had been following Stanton Friedman for years. Now, I will say this about Stanton Friedman. He he was a man of, of true character. Uh, I had actually written him a letter many, many years ago asking him about something about Roswell, and I made the mistake of calling him doctor. And when he wrote back, he made he – made, he he made he made it known in no uncertain terms he was not a doctor he was still a mister. So I have to give the man you know credit for uh, being you know honest when it comes to his credentials. Somehow I'd gotten it into my head that he was a doctor, but at any rate he actually uh, emailed me back and said he would be happy to do it. He couldn't give me an entire hour, but he did give me forty five minutes. But I think that 45 minutes ended up stretching into an hour. And, of course, at that time, I was field investigating for the Mutual UFO Network, and I emailed Kathy Martin, Chase Kletsky, uh several other people that was in MUFON, either in the, at the state level or bigger, as in the case of Kathleen Martin. And uh, she agreed to do They all agreed. You know, everybody I talked to was, more than willing to do a program with me, which, you know, really surprised me since it was such a, you know, a small audience. I mean, I might have reached six, 700 people, but not bad for somebody from the backwoods of Tennessee. And I said there was one occasion where I actually had the pleasure of talking to Kathleen Martin and Stanton Friedman when they done their last book together. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I got some people that were really out on the fringe, and I'm not sure what I think about them yet. They may be right. I don't know. But and I think I've taken a short story and turned it into a novella. But uh, anyway, that's how I got started doing that. And then when the rate, uh, the station went uh, defunct, I sort of fell out of it. And that's all I got to say about that. Uh, TJ, I'm sorry, but I, I'm fighting some kind of uh, sinus and ear infection, and 
I have to go lie down. I don't feel good. All right. Somebody My, else came in from California, but I couldn't catch them for whatever reason, 805 area code. So I'm sorry, folks, if I missed your calls. Janice, thank you for sharing today for the Alien Contact Oracles and the Alien Contact Organization, ACO, and we look forward to having you share your story again. And uh, uh, you want to mention about us being on another show on the 15th or 20th or whenever Um, you book with with Alfred? That's a live broadcast or a recording for broadcast later, but we're going to be on with Alfred Lambermont Weber. So I don't think it's live, but I could be wrong. Um, Exopolitics. And we're going to be talking about our... um, our personal disclosures <laughs> and personal experiences, right? But I, I do apologize. My head's spinning, and I'm, I've got to go lie down. Sure. Time to thank you so much for having me on, and I thank hopefully you. I get it's been ten years. Back. Yeah. Tomorrow, it's okay. irritating. All right. Blessings. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Janet, well, for them, helping us the first hour. You did an hour. Thank you, Janet. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Michael, you have it back. We had a, a 805. I apologize. 805. Uh, I was uh, hoping you'd show up, and I guess you did. And I was trying to get you on, and as timing would have it, I guess you had to go. So I apologize very much so for that. Hopefully you'll come back. Okay, Michael, you're back on whatever you would like to uh, share because it's been 10 years of doing this type of show, and I really want to invite everybody to be a part of our groups and our social media groups and our businesses. And if you have a business that you'd like to uh, share with us, we're sharing goods and services or products and services, and we're going to grow our digital marketing uh, platform Uh, for all of those out there in social media and uh, getting to know you. Michael, this is going to grow. I mean, that's like starting all over for me again, coming back on and, you know, full-fledged, and I guess we'll do this weekly. And uh, I've got all kind of subjects here, psychics and uh, sixth sense, star beings and intelligence community forces, uh, open source information. Uh, whatever we've got various threads we can share with light workers and truth seekers around the world. And uh, Mike, how would you see us moving forward in the Ascension Age with ETs, ghosts, UFOs, Sixth Sense? Uh, we're we're building a platform for not that there's not many of them out there already, but I feel like we were instrumental over the last well. I guess started 2007 inside the internet on these subjects, but it was really uh, the Godfather, Stan T. Friedman, that got me started with doing this and got me uh, with Dirk Vanderplug in the UFO Digest, and then doing the uh, 2016 Mid South Con where I met Travis Taylor. Who I, I don't know when Travis was writing books. He's got four or five degrees out of Alabama. You remind me a lot of him, Michael. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Did I wake you up? 
I know I didn't catch what you said. My phone broke up about that time. Okay. Well, you know, you have a southern accent, and you live close to Tennessee. But you've been with me about eight years holding your own. And uh, we can use some good men in uh, what we do in metaphysics. And uh, I don't know that you'd call yourself a ufologist or a metaphysician. Jan Aldrich, now you have books. Uh, Tell us about the types of books in your collection. I know you own your own home, and your wife recently passed away in the last year. So God bless Brenda Woods on the other side now. She transitioned November of last year, wasn't it, your wife? Yes, day after Thanksgiving, in fact. Wow. The 27th then, was it? Uh, whatever November. day Thanksgiving, it was the day after the 26th, 27th, whatever day Thanksgiving. Let me see what day Thanksgiving was, and I'll tell you. Cause and I can't you never had – curious as to why you never had children. You said you were married 31 years? Uh, Yeah, 30 years. Uh, it would have been 30 years uh, Monday, but – we just never did. I don't know why, but we, we never did. Interesting. I'd like to know how to not have children because I just kept making babies. <laughs> I was a baby maker. All my children were. <laughs> I never figured out what made them. Well, we can't have dead air, so did you, is your phone not working uh, properly? <laughs> uh, it, it's, break, it break, it's breaking up a little bit tonight. I don't know what's going on, but it, it's bro- and it actually dropped a call. It dropped a call at one point uh, oh while uh, Janet was uh, talking. I had to call back in right quick. I saw that. I was trying to get that other call, and I guess I cut them off. I don't know what I did. I don't think I did, but someone was out there. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I do want all of you members out there that have been out there on social media. We're separating our businesses off, you haven't noticed, from uh, social media. And so you guys out there, if you're entrepreneurs or business owners and you've written a book or do artwork or uh, artisan of any type or you make videos or you're helping us in cyberspace, we're Welcome all of you, and then we also have our ACE Metaphysical Institute, and I've been working working with all my books and videos from the beginning of time, it seems, uh, many past lives. Michael, you felt like you may know me from a past life. You want to tell me about that? That'll be interesting to people. What, what do you feel? You've known us, and you've always been there in social media for me. You're quite the support. Tell me about... Yeah. Uh, what attracted you to our reality? How do we gravitate with our hearts and minds together? Or what balance do we have? Well, I I don't know. I just uh, since we've uh, started doing this, I mean, we're usually in sync about things for the most part, and I just I feel <laughs> I feel I feel like you're you know we've been we've been friends in social media for the last. Uh, Eight years, as you said, uh, we talked a little bit previously about doing this, and then uh, here in the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, we started talking. We just kind of drifted back together, so seems like we're well, tell- supposed to be doing this. 
Well, back in LinkedIn days, eight years ago, tell us about, uh, I remember I was doing this show and uh, I had uh, Andy Bashago and Alfred Lambermont Weber and Michael Reinhardt, all of those guys back in the beginning, and you were rambling around in there. And I, I think I remember telling you all the way up to 2016 about or the future, maybe it was 2015. I thought we talked about MidSouthCon because you were in Tennessee. Or did we talk about MUFON, Mutual UFO Network? We talked was about it, that. We talked about that, and I know I know we talked about uh, me doing a show, but uh, time, I just really didn't think that was uh, uh, something I needed to be doing because, uh, <laughs> I mean, it just didn't uh, – I mean, while I was interested, I was interested in the subject of UFOs, of course. But uh, and this was before I started doing my show. I started doing. I did my show in uh, 2016. Uh, That's the year I did the Mid South Con. I did the Pyramid. I've actually, I actually just uh, found where. where, uh, our conversation started. We started. It started April twenty eighth, two thousand fourteen, uh, and uh, you had asked me, I think, about my uh, what I had uh, if I uh, wanted to uh, do a show, and I had you call me, and then you called me, and we talked a few times, and. Uh, I told you I did. I didn't really, you know, have anything on a personal level I could talk about other than uh, doing some research. That I had been doing a lot of research in the subject. You know, reading the old, reading the old uh, Heineck books, uh, Valet, uh, Stanton Friedman, uh, reading all these old books on the subject, and uh, then you wound up being a radio show host and. To Stan yeah. Friedman, Kathy Martin, and many, many other people. So you've been out there in our groups, and uh, you and I are also the some members on LinkedIn. We have the ACO Club on LinkedIn, and uh, you, uh, I think you're an admin or a moderator or something on some of our groups in Facebook. Uh, can you remember any of those names by chance oh, that you're a member of? I would have to look them up. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can look them up because this this might take a minute because there's a lot of them. Well, uh, I saw you on Instagram or on my TikTok or somewhere. I know we're both on Signal because that's more secure, according to Elon Musk, folks. So you can find us out there in social media. We we want to see you and know that you exist, and uh, we'll be working more with our consciousness raising and. We are splintering the internet out there. A lot of you uh, don't need your uh, browsers anymore, but we're prone to go to Google Maps. Google Maps, Google was really smart in getting us accustomed to using Google Maps. And there's other, uh, I, I didn't even know there was other map location, map groups out there because uh, I've always been with Google. But there are because I, my brother-in-law came through here and they weren't using Google Maps. They were using something else. So. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to know what you guys want us to talk about because we're about art, culture, and education. We have our original 
brand and logo for many years ago in the 2000s. And I was producing shows and videos and radio shows and even producing symphonies and movies and television. And I uh, lost my producer that helped us with uh, Go Soul First. Uh, his name was Paul Rosenberg. He was with thir- uh, thirteen Apollo 13 and Brian Grazer and Ron Howard. And uh, I was at Ron Howard's office back in the day. And I was doing psychic readings for all of them and playing at Hollywood and got my kids in a movie and had a lot of fun out in California. had an office there for five years. But uh, we're starting all over again after this pandemic and helping entrepreneurs get back their reality in cyberspace. So, uh, goodness, this is Sorry if you can hear that. I, I, I turn it down and it comes back up. It's another phone call. But uh, I get phone calls constantly all day. I run a business here for American Communications Online. And I do have an office with tech guys around the world, developers from 11 to 7. But Michael has agreed to step up. And uh, do you want to go by Mike or Michael on the radio? Uh, you can call me whatever you want. It doesn't bother me either way. Whatever okay. you're more I like Michael, but you seem you when you leave me messages, you say this is Mike, and I always get Mike messed up with Mike in the business because we use a microphone and we call that a mic. So uh, maybe Michael will be good. Archangel Michael is what my daughter says. Calls you Archangel Michael. And you are a pastor of our Universal Life Church on Sunday. So, folks, he's very spiritual. He's a very good-hearted man, very sweet. Uh, gosh, he's, he and I have never had a crossword. Uh, very wonderful artist and uh, making me feel loved and wanted in the world. Uh, been very good at it for many, many years. Uh, it's hard to have relationships in social media around the world because you don't meet these people. So it's easier to be nice and not to worry about, you know, judgment. And we're not supposed to do that anyway, are we? Ethics or morals or judge by what color you are, if you're a male or female or have moods or emotions. And we've been doing, uh, I guess you'd say motivational speaking. People synergistically involved in Psy seminars from Hawaii back in 89 to 93. So I started this group back in 1989, and I sort of got out of the realm of doing this in 2019 and 2020 and uh, left Revolution Radio and just started coming back to UFO and teaching RCT. So, Michael, you've always been a spoke life, art, culture, education. How how do you see us moving forward, Michael, in the future? Can you use some oxytocin there in your – Beautiful heart and brain. I've always been very impressed with your ability to bend time as a pastor. <laughs> Stay spiritual for our spiritual groups. I, I noticed you conducted yourself very well on Sunday taking Pastor Richard Knight's place. This is Pastor Michael Woods, by the way. But he's here tonight as an artist for our Ace Folk Life Society. And helping us with our UFO Association. 
and alien contact organization. I guess you can do it all. So let's go back to your books. You have at least three genres there, a metaphysical genre, UFO Uh, genre. What else do you have? I've got a little bit of everything, whether it's UFOs, uh, witchcraft, uh, astrology, tarot, uh, oh, goodness, you name it, uh, cryptids. uh, I've I've got a little – I've got – History, uh, uh, write books on writing, uh, books on art. I've got I've got books about anything and everything, just about. I think I'm better right. stocked than our local library sometimes. <laughs> but well, then again, I live I live in a small oh. town, so most people in this kind of what in the world is that racket? I can't hear it. Okay, yeah, I, don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to check it out because it sounds like it might be something interesting. I don't know. I'm going to look out the window here and see if I can see what it is making this noise. I was hoping is something it? was landing. I was hoping something was landing in the field across the road. I was going to go out there and try to interview <laughs> them right quick, but I don't see it now, whatever it was. But so your, uh, your radio show lended itself to uh, 40-in paranormal supernatural tell me what kind of movies do you, if you were watching a movie movie with me what would we be watching right now uh i'll watch just about anything if you look at my movie collection it's the only thing that rivals my book collection is my movie collection i have I've, a little bit of everything from uh action adventure to uh uh Documentary movies. Most of my documentary movies, of course, are on UFOs and that kind of subject. Uh, I, I have a, I have a, I have a few romance movies, but then again, I was married for thirty years. I guess that would explain those. Uh, I, 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 I've got a few musicals even. Uh, Were you in art or on stage in in high school or college? The only stage I did was stuff in high school. I did a couple of plays in high. We did some plays, you know, for class in high school, and that's a, that's the extent of my acting. Okay. Uh, well, you were asking me about the groups on Facebook. I've, I've I found a few of them. I I'm in a bunch of groups because I'm just one of those people that joins groups right and left for whatever reason. Well, which ones but are I we posting? That's that's the one I have I have a few of them. Uh, ACO okay. Gulf Breeze Florida USA group, uh, oh. ACO Space Command, friends who like TJ ACO ACO Space Command. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what was the second one you were in? Are we are in? What's that? ACO Space Command. I didn't know I had one like that. <laughs> yep, apparently. Okay, I wonder. Okay. And what do we? What are we? Do we discuss radio shows, or what do we do? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Let me look. Let me look at it. Uh, the I don't last know, thing I just didn't know I had it. You I know I've got UFO secret space. I did what? You posted to it yesterday, apparently. Uh, oh, TV Morris ET Radio reports on celebrating nine years in radio, and oh Tuesday you, that you was posted a year ago, Gene Aldridge. 
So you posted a I few guess, things, in it? Well, that's good. That sounded like a year ago because this is the that's 10th good. year. <laughs> it may be that's July of a year friends ago. Who liked, there was friends who liked T.J. Morris ACO Social. Oh, good. The Deja Vu ACO Club. ACO Club Association. ACO. TJ Morris Media Friends. TJ Morris Organization. TJ Morris wow. Agency. TJ <laughs> Morris Social Network. TJ Morris TMACIR. Uh, <laughs> TJ Morris DBAACIR friends, and that's just the short. That's the short list. Wow! That's what I found in the five minutes of searching the groups I'm in. There's probably more wow. way down here somewhere. Well, thank you for your service. You've been wonderful in social media, and uh, I would like to thank all you people out there that have helped oh, me over the years. Dang, I found for another many, many one out. <laughs> Oh, the in Contact Organization. That's the one we were talking about with Janet. She helped start that back in 2015 with Dr. Bruce Maccabee. And uh, Lenny, 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 gosh, what's Lenny's name? In the British, uh, Albert, uh, Europe, yes. Uh, UK, Lenny. Oh, my. There's so many people, folks. We did, we believe me, we did not do this by ourselves. We built this. Years and years and years of uh, social media. I stayed up till midnight, I think it was 2006, to get my name, Teresa Morris. If uh, you're interested in who uh, is talking, it's facebook.com forward slash T-H-E-R-E-S-A-M-O-R-R-I-S, Teresa Morris. That was the easy way. I didn't become a Morris till March 8, 2000, when I married my husband, and he has since transitioned into the other dimension and realm uh, of course i am one that believes in spirit and we all are immortals and we go on forever so i claim to be extraterrestrial as far as ascension master living on the planet coming and going as we please some of us more than others some of us bodhisattvas coming back and doing our service here on the planet and uh meeting individuals and how we interact and what lessons we can teach each other Body, mind, spirit, of course, the chakra balancing and energy, uh, we all work together in metaphysics. Do you have any past lives you'd like to share, Michael, or not, any memories? What about Van Gogh? So many, like uh, Bill M. Tracer we talked about last week. Bill helped me start this, of course, for many years and would take over and then Tommy Hawksblood, Thomas Anthony Sinisi. Oh, uh, let's see who else. Gosh, there's so many people. Ascension Studios, which is John Tinayuka. He's been with us since 2015. Uh, Bill M. Tracer of Memphis, Tennessee. Tommy Hawksblood, Anthony Sinisi from New Jersey to California to Hawaii. Uh, Janet Carol Wesson, of course, Sasha Alexander. Philip, and then Carmen Bolzer came on, and Carmen's past transition with our pure metallurgy group out of Chicago, and uh, some, you know, Stan T. Friedman passed. Kathy's still on the planet. Oh gosh, so many people. Lynn Caston was one of the very first. 
Apollo out of Phoenix with all the star people groups he had. Andrew Aloha. Uh, gosh, I can't remember everybody. Michael, how do you foresee us moving forward with our culture? Because we could talk about what we talked about before with AI and how we're transitioning into the next dimension inside cyberspace. Sci-fi, well, they want us working together. Go ahead. Well, I, I was. We were talk, last week. We talked about Blake Lemoyne, and uh, I, I was looking earlier, and I can't find anything new on him. So that's kind of a dead end, at least at the moment. I can't find any any re, more any recent news on him other than what we already know. Uh, but uh, asked about moving forward, I'd like to. I'd like to see this uh, organization move forward and become a well, I guess for lack of a better word, a worldwide product. And, you know, I mean, you know, that's kind of what I'd like to see. Now, what's going to happen? You know, no one really knows. Well, maybe somebody does. I don't. But I'm along for the ride, so we'll see what happens. (laughs) Well, are you willing to take a leadership position in our organization? I'll do whatever I'm capable of doing anyway. (laughs) Okay. Well, we know you're an artist, you're a writer, and you do screenplays, and uh, you can produce for us. And uh, you're in Tennessee, which is perfectly located for our headquarters with Alien Contact or Dr. Bruce McAbee. Jan McAbee moved there. Michael, Dr. Michael Sala, I believe, has moved from Hawaii over Tennessee, and uh, you said Bill M. Tracer's not got back with you over with the Internet of Chief Sentience, his book and his artwork. Okay, and uh, tell me, would you like to book other people with us in the last hour? Or, you know, we could, our first hour, or we could break it up into 30-minute segments. There's uh, Yeah, if we, if, we, if we can get some people, I mean, I know a few. I'll see, see what I can do. Maybe we can get some people on mm-hmm. with us. All right. Well, do you have any, you have uh, any metaphysical qualities about you? Do you, uh, with your painting and inspiring, what do you use as a muse or for inspiration? Usually, uh, a lot of times, I'm I'm a I'm pretty much a visual artist. I, I really work more with what I see. Uh, I've tried working on some stuff from imagination. Sometimes I get decent results and. Sometimes it looks like garbage, and I paint over it and start again. But uh, I'm really one of those, I paint what I see. Well, you've been doing really well with me over the uh, eons and doing our archetypes and our tarot decks, I guess you could say. We're going to be talking about doing a whole new archetype set for 2022. And uh, we also sell those folks at Mint's Health Con and with our artists and our tables and the events, and uh, we do psychic readings, and uh, we have had some here, Gulf Breeze, of course, and this weekend we have the Blue Angels coming in and having an air show this weekend, and artists and uh, all kind of things. Look at Pensacola events, and you help us with Memphis and Nashville, 
and Knoxville, and we had our contract with Knoxville there at the Grand Hotel for five years at least, and uh, we had little, uh, little Star Trek conventions. We've had Star Cons and uh, Stargate to the Cosmos, and we're working again on Divine Expos, and uh, there's many, many people that I, I just can't think of all their names that have all helped us in Ascension age. And, uh, Michael, I'd like you to, if you could be inspired with me, I may pick up the brush again because I really made uh, folks, although I was very well paid, and I did uh, get to do some of the great, uh, uh, meet some very famous people, of course, uh, that had artwork in Hawaii. And uh, hung out with people. Wyland is the main one on uh, W-Y-L-A-N-D. And he had his own, uh, oh, him and his brother, their own artwork. And then she and I, we did uh, television in uh, Hawaii. And then we went on the QVC type things. But I don't ever want to get that big again. That was a lot of fun. But, Michael, you're a good artist. What do you think? Do you see us doing artwork together in the future? What do you see in our yep, future? Matter of fact, uh, well, you know one project I'm working on right now with you, so, mm-hmm. but we'll keep that under wraps till we get some get a little, little get some, something a little more uh, solid <laughs> than what I've got right now. Right, he's very good at artwork, folks, and our products that we do around the world and. Uh, we'll be doing she clays, and we also have uh, Rich Flynn and Suzanne will be coming back as we'll, uh, we're hoping Tara Freeze and all those in entertainment uh, through the Disney Channel out in L.A. and California. And we're going to gear back up with all of our uh, movie writers and screenwriters. And uh, we were going to talk a little about Nicolas Cage today and all the films that uh, Nick, Nick has had through the years, and I, I may start talking. I really want to help uh, bring him into reality, uh, and I like Johnny Depp, and I like uh, Tom Cruise, of course. Oh, Tom Cruise just recently did a new show, folks. I hope you've seen it, the latest Top Gun. And then we were talking about Elvis Presley last week, and uh, Butler, I forgot his name. Uh, do you remember his name? You you knew him, didn't you? Or the gentleman? I met Elvis Presley when he was alive, before he transitioned, uh, met him uh, as a child. But I just got to stand there and watch. But he was just leaving Shreveport. I was a child. But uh, my the governor, I, was, I went to see the governor there, and then we went to Shreveport. But anyway, let's go back. What, what was the gentleman playing Elvis? Because that's still hot. Oh, goodness, let me look. I, I... John Asher or something along those lines. Let me let me let me look him up. Elvis, the new Elvis, folks, because yeah. he actually sang Elvis twenty twenty two Showtimes. Uh, the gentleman that played Matt Austin Butler. There we go. Like Rhett Butler, Austin. Is it Austin Butler? Yeah, yeah, like. Kate. Oh, what a nice name, Austin Butler. Like Rhett Butler. <laughs> Love those southern accents Austin Butler uh, Do you know anything about him? I know he was a young <laughs> Actor Let me see, let me see what I can Find out uh, Okay 
winging it now and uh, helping everyone realize that we do talk about movies and television and stars and those. I love talking about childhood prodigies and helping those along uh, coming forward. Uh, And I also like friends just that I like out in Hollywood and especially entertainers. Uh, I know, I don't know if it's Baze or Baz Luhrmann. Luhrmann, he's Australian and uh, he wrote uh, Moulin Rouge. (laughs) But uh, he's a producer and he's uh, expanding in film and television opera theater, but he did direct, but it took him several years. Now he's a Virgo, but uh, you want to tell us about the actor I know that they'll uh, – Mark Anthony uh, – I don't know where he got the name Baz. I like Mark Anthony, Cleopatra, Australian film director and producer. What do you got, um, the actor? All right. Um, Austin Butler, um, he's been in the business actually for quite a while. He started in uh, – 2006, 2007, uh, he's been on shows like Hannah Montana. I'm I'm not going to go through everything he's done. He's been in about 35 things, I think. CSI Miami, I'm going to hit the high points. CSI New York, Uh, let's see, Arrow, Uh, which that would be more, dang it. That would be more up my up my street right there. Uh, <laughs> That's right. You like to dress up, don't you? <laughs> of course, he's done Elvis this year, and then I'm looking forward to his movie coming out next year when he does the second half of uh, the Dune movie. He'll be oh, playing. Really? Was he, the... he wasn't in the first one, but he will be in the second one. I love Dune. Very he, much so. There's a lot of interspatial. I can't, I can't remember if his character was even mentioned in the first movie or not, but he'll be playing Fed Harkonnen in the second movie, so he will be one of the heavies in this. We'll see how he, how well he plays a baddie here in, when Dune Part 2 comes out next year. Okay. Well, you're quite the movie buff, are you not? You've, you're oh. very uh, keen on collecting and Knowing actors and singers and all of that. Well, what else you got? Well, let's see what other kinds of little tidbits I can find about him. Uh, born August 17th, 1991 in Anaheim. Uh, this is from IMDb, my favorite place to find out stuff. Uh, <laughs> let's see. And uh, let's see. Let's see. I found something else. Where I don't remember where I found it now. When I was nosing around, uh, since uh, late 2000, uh, 2021, he's been in a relationship with model, model Kaya Gerber. Uh, that's. And uh, we mentioned him singing. He did sing in in the Elvis movie. He did sing some of the. Uh, some of Elvis's early music because the uh, recordings were so bad, and then in the la- in the later 
recordings. Uh, they merged his voice with Elvis. Uh, and let's see, according to uh, menshealth.com, which is where I'm looking this up, he uh, has played the guitar since he was 12 years old. Wow. And he mentioned IMDb, folks. That was acquired by Amazon, but it was started by Colonel Needham, N-E-E-D-H-A-M. He's the founder and CEO from the United Kingdom, Bristol. Uh, he was born in 1967, but he actually started IMDb, All About Life's and Riddles of the Movies. So uh, he is, if you'd like to follow him on Internet, uh, he's a friend of ours. And... Uh, he presented uh, IMDb History and Visions and uh, joined in the U.K. and India, a uh, new joiner on boarding for two new teams globally in the history of IMDb from the early days when he was a boy to today. And he pres- – uh, let's see what – he has very small groups, and but he's very uh, – think about <laughs> – Amazon bought IMDb. He loves movies oh. and TV. So I found a new website. I, it's it's all right, but it's not as not as good as I would like. But it's not a bad web. I'm sorry. I was I was I was trying to find some more information. I discovered a new uh, website I haven't seen before called the Movie Database dot org. dot org. It's it doesn't seem as uh, it's not quite as uh, detailed, I don't think, as uh, IMDb, but it's not bad. All right. So there's there's a new website I've just discovered. I, right. I did not know. That. Okay. Well, tell us again. That's a list of movies. Is that correct? Yeah. It it, it it's. Similar to IMDb, but I don't think it's quite as detailed. But I don't know how long this website's been around. This is the first time it's popped up in my uh, when I'm looking something up. So it, if it's a new website, it may it may improve as it goes along. But it's not too shabby. If it's just beginning, it's not too shabby at all right now. It might be something right. I'll use in later. Might be something I'll start looking into later. Well, the best quotes of the day, you can come back from anything, no matter how bad you think the situation is. It's all about your mindset, folks, because it is in the mind, but the body does a lot of what the mind wants it to if you're in charge of your own mind. And emotions can stem from all the things around you, your outs, everything around you and your environment. So you need to learn to control your thoughts. And we'll be talking about those type of things, too, because the Lord knows I'm working on it, my environment, people around me. And I'm a very happy person. I'm a loner. I'm a precog. I pretty much live alone uh, pretty much 24-7 and uh, through the 19 and 20, uh, 21. And I uh, always was on the road for the government or even as a truck driver coast to coast for the U.S. Treasury or Microsoft are pulling large, very expensive loads around the country. And, uh, you know, if I did meet people, it was usually in Las Vegas going in and out of Area 51. But when I was a corporate president CEO out of Hawaii, I was also a psychic, but I 
did go on, on involved in motivational speaking and the Tony uh, Rob Robbins type of work and uh, went through all those courses and get, did my big wow and all that. So now introduction to uh, 20 years of social networking, ACO Club. We're going to talk about how to help others in uh, broadcast media news publishing and how we can best market internationally import-export. But we are going to, for a while now, do our Made in the USA products and help our artists and our musicians and, of course, our authors and uh, how we're going to do uh, our entrepreneurs around the world. But mainly, I mean, I'll help developers around the world in uh, the business, in tech business, and help them with their companies and their brands and their logos. As they say, they'd like to do private label for me, but I haven't been very interested in uh, that kind of work. But I'm being called out again, uh, public relations and uh, marketing, uh, international import. I was always pretty good at that. So we're going to put that out there. Now, Michael is helping us with some G-Clays we're going to do. Have you gotten a uh, copy yet on pricing? We we discussed that last week, but uh, no. we'll discuss that more when you get the uh, get our distribution channel set up for G-Clays. And I have a call in to Suzanne over in California for G-Clay making with Rich Flynn over in our L.A. area. And then Benny Pelham wants to come back with a planetary. I'd like you to meet Ben, uh, Benny. Uh, look up Benny Pelham for me. Uh, he, he wants to come back on the air. So, folks, a lot of people, they may have nice faces, but they they – You'd be surprised how many people only want to do the audio, and we're all waves anyway, aren't we? All audio, video. Some want to do audio only and not video themselves, but a lot of people will do both. And I really don't mind, except I'm still working on making myself an appointment at the right place at the right time with my insurance for I can make appearances again on uh, social media and. Uh, get back into producing and production again. But I started in studios at three years old and worked around television stations. And I'm moving forward. It just depends on the people. We're going to be team making, team building with entrepreneurs, setting up some startups into, uh, well, actually, you attended one of those meetings with Joan. And you took notes for us uh, internationally and uh, what we're doing. Globally, so we'll keep that under wraps for a while, folks, in our agreements. Uh, but what else would you like? You did mention IMDb, so that's good. What else would you – we're going to discuss movies, television. What else would you like to discuss? Art? Oh, well, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, people? <laughs> Yeah, people, people. Places, but we'll discuss anything at all. Uh, I do want to mention that uh, the 29th of this month, that'll be my five-year anniversary since I've started painting in a serious, in a more serious manner than previously. And I am looking at doing a Facebook Live that after that evening. So uh, 
If uh, anybody wants to, t- I don't know how long it'll last, but if anybody wants to tune in, it'll be on on uh, Artistic Impressions by Michael on Facebook. Feel free to join in. Be glad to have all the people watching I can get. I mean, y'all will watch and see how big a mess I can make. So you're going to do one of those Bob Ross, Ross uh, impact uh, game, all right? There's several artists doing that now, live videos and doing them on YouTube's. Some of the younger kids, uh, I don't see how you can paint that fast, but I do watch I, quite a few on YouTube. I think that's my problem. If I paint that fast, it looks like I painted it that fast. But I'm <laughs> well, going to do, do the best. I'm going to do, do the best I can within a limited time. I'll put it that way. I'm going to do the best I can with a limited amount of time. Well, you tell me about Bob Ross and how many he used to do before he got to the original. Are the one you want to talk a little bit about art? Yeah, he, into that. If, if I remember right, he would do uh, before he ever went on the air. He would do. Uh, I forget if it was three or four of each. Every time you saw him do a painting on television, he would have already painted it about uh, four times. Once I think as a practice, one that would be seen at the beginning of the program which, of course, you would see it as it was painted in stages on as the show did its intro. And then, of course, he would do the copy that you saw in the program itself. So uh, I suppose if I painted the same thing uh, three or four times, I could probably do it a little faster than what I can do, but... Maybe that's something, maybe that's something I need to think about doing is doing... Uh, more than one copy of, of it, maybe getting a little practice in. But I know me; I'll get on there and wing it. That's that's what I do best is wing it. Okay. I have an I, I have an idea for what I want to do. Now, whether that's what I end up doing or not may be a whole another matter. But I've got I've kind of got an idea in my head of what I would like to paint that night. So if you want to find out, just tune in. Well, where, how do we do this? Because uh, you're not going to hook up your YouTube at the same time to broadcast. It's free. I haven't. I haven't missed. I have never missed with YouTube in my entire life. Uh, one of these days, maybe I need to do it. But I, at, to this point, I, I have not messed with YouTube yet. But if you'll go I'll on help Facebook. You. But okay. we can load it. I, I don't know about you doing live. I know a lot of people blend them together from their live, but you know, you're going to promote it on Facebook, and then uh, so are you going to record it on your equipment? Well, uh, I think once it's once the program is spent, once I finish the live, it'll actually still be on Facebook to be watched afterwards. Uh, as best I recall, you'll be able to go back and view it the next day, or at some, you know, at any time you get ready to watch it. I think it'll still be available. So, all right. Well, I would like you to look up your YouTube to my Facebook uh, account and uh, connect your YouTube to your Facebook page integration. It's free forever, and you can learn the basics. And how to connect YouTube folks with your Facebook accounts. A lot of our Patreon clients and people in 
cyberspace are doing open source information for all their fans and people out there. So how to put uh, your YouTube on Facebook, our Facebook. You learn how to do it and uh, process your, your your YouTube channel to Facebook. You can share your Facebook photos and your videos, choosing your photo and Facebook, and write your own caption in public groups and photos to your audience and group. And uh, as far as I know, your YouTube to Facebook. I see a lot of people that I watch on YouTube uh, on the Internet. Of course, I've got cable, but they're fixing to go up another package hundred for me, and I can't really say that I can ver- come up with that. So I've got my Roku TV, and I've got my Fire Stick now. <laughs> Keep my YouTube and my videos going because people like to come on and tell us what they're doing in our associations, whether it's the ACO and our Ace Folk Life or UFO Association and UAP groups. And our metaphysical groups are separate. And then we have our psychic groups. And uh, I'm going to bring on some, start bringing my psychics and start doing some readings again. I miss doing that. Get back involved with people again. Uh, what about you, Michael? Are you going to show back up and be be with me? Well, I, I said I would, and I, I, haven't, I haven't quit yet. We're in our second week, and I look forward to a lot more weeks of this. So, okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, we started out with the veterans in 2000s, and when I got married and uh, helped my husband, uh, he was uh, with the army and the CIA, and plus he's still on the other side. But uh, he was uh, loved his music, and he was a, a book author, and uh, he was uh, very talented. Uh, with uh, instruments and guitar playing. He actually played behind Will Elvis Presley. And uh, But while he was in uniform, he went to Iraq, and he was a, worked for uh, Crosby Saint and uh, Colin Powell and uh, a lot of people. So he's got me started into helping out the veterans out at the uh, – fairgrounds moving to Kentucky with him and we bought a couple of houses on 35 acres of land and then bought another 35 acres of land and grew up over there and started mixing and matching and having a lot of fun at the fairgrounds doing uh, music, uh, bluegrass and country and pop and wound up doing events and having vendors and it just got to be a really big thing and we did Bill Monroe Foundation, International Bluegrass Music Association and helping all the people uh, in the county to promote and market the Bill Monroe Foundation. And then that got us started with Ace Folk Life, and we did bluegrass events, force and Navy and Army and all the veterans. And now, uh, of course, Michael has agreed to help us in Tennessee with our Ace Folk Life Association, also Mid-South Conference and our books and our events, and then trying to contact Bill M. Tracer again as an author. Now, folks, we were talking about AI as it achieves sentience, and I think it has. That's why Bill wrote a book called Will the Internet Achieve Sentience? And so we're trying to get back in touch with him, being it's been 10 years now, bringing on different people that have been a part of our organization for the last 10 years. 
And uh, Bill M. Tracer did years with us on Sundays. Very dedicated young man. Of course, he's grown up with us over the last 10 years. I remember when his mother passed. But uh, Now, you are a member of our ACE Club or ACO Club on uh, the Internet, Michael, and uh, ACO Club. And we need to do more with that, too, folks. But if uh, you want to get to know Michael and I, ACO Group, not Wholesale Building, ACO Club. I guess we've got to use the word club, Michael. Okay. Uh, do you remember? I did. I did. It was an Ace Folk Life. I see TJ Mars ET Radio ACO Club members only. I didn't even know I had that. Twenty members in that. Okay, this is helpful. Yes. So TJ Mars and friends. Uh, we have a group on LinkedIn, which I didn't even really. Okay. Then we have Ace Folk Life, and we have the Press Club as well. So Ace Folk Life Press Club, TJ Mars ET Radio. And uh, we'll just keep working at social media, folks. It's invite more people, it says. My goodness. Uh, okay. Well, I'll, I shall do that. John Michael Sala, uh, John D'Souza, uh, Nario Hayakawa, Benny Pelham's in it, of course, myself, uh, Ken Hudnell. I hope all you people out there have helped me for so many years. Lon Strickler, Jesse Marcel, Michael Woods, minister, artist, co-founder, ACO Club, and production workers. So there you go. Peter Robbins is in it. Peter's a very well-known person in the UFO business. And, another, one, uh, another, another one I had the pleasure to interview, actually. Really? You like Peter? He's a writer. Yeah. Yeah, he he uh, endorsed me. I need to have Peter on. I really do. Peter and Kathy, they like each other a lot. Tim Schwartz, radio, uh, state director of the MUFON, William Konkoleski. Got a lot of people in publishing and authorship. Chip Reichenthal, uh, Diane, Ph.D., founder of Senatus Consultum, Conscriptus Electus in Philosophy. Consciousness, spirituality, science, humanities, space science, a lot of famous people. Randy Hancock, a lot of investigators, psychic readers. I I love people, period. And and you know, it's I like to meet people and see what makes them tick. And then we put them in various groups or they, they gravitate to various other people that are in their same genres or their same interest groups. And uh, it's fun to talk to these people. So, yeah, if you'd get back involved with booking people, that would be a big help, Michael. Okay. You know, Peter Robbins, Margie Kay, Jesse Marcel, people like that. And, uh, you know, we can have telepaths and precogs and people. Now, Alfred, I know Alfred's got new books. Alfred Lambert Weber, we need to get him back on. And he had these are people that have their own podcast now. So many people in radio that were radio only are now doing their own live podcasting, like Michael will be doing on the 29th with his Facebook, and we'll get him on YouTube out there too. We have plenty of YouTubes for various associations, groups, genres, and uh, I'll be going back into production again soon. Uh, <laughs> 
I really am excited now that it's July again, after July 4th, which we celebrate. You want to talk about uh, anything with the July 4th and UFOs or anything like that? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I really can't think of much else to say, to be honest. And we are and we are approaching the top of the hour, so. Uh, but I honestly can't. I, I'm really. I think I'm running out of things to talk about at the moment. Okay. Well, what about any friends on your Facebook? Why don't you pull up your Facebook and tell us who some of your social media friends are that you would like to. Ask them to uh, help you in communications and conversations. Any of them professional speakers or artists or authors are just plain old John Q. Public. We do even have some growing. I have a couple of artists, uh, several people in the uh, UFO community, a few, a couple that's, uh, are, that are Wiccans. Uh, a, a couple of druids. Uh, I've got a I've got a pretty pretty varied assor- assortment of friends, so I'm not hurting for people to talk to. <laughs> well, I'm glad, well, I'm, Michael. That's a good thing. Just, just those few subjects, we can find some people that's pretty interesting to talk to. All right. Well, those of you that are wondering about what we're doing here, I've got Teresa Jeanette Thurman Morris on Amazon picked up, founder ACO, Ascension Center Organization, Ace Folk Life, doing business as Ace Literary Education and Historical Society, ACO Corp, TJ Marsh Publishing, Timely Manor Books. A lot of people don't know what all I do. I was never big on marketing myself, but uh, I am prior uh, in and out of country. I had the original psychic network out of Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii, and I was initiated in the Gold Pyramid in Houston, and Stephen Halper, the godfather of our New Age music, but we are forward now with Knowing Cosmology into the Ascension Age, in parentheses, T.J. Mars, E.T. Contactee. Wow, I didn't know they did that. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I see they're going to get every more bang for the buck out of me. So I guess I'm going to be out there. Uh, my gee, uh, I see how they're marketing me in the internet now, and I am still from government DARPA to ARPA DARPA, right into the government with uh, Sun Systems and Wang, and you know we did the Fortran COBOL and went into DOS later, but uh, I went on into Microsoft and Windows. But when I was starting in Hawaii with my psychic work and remote viewing, we were doing Stargate and. Uh, We'll be bringing people forward with our trained psychics and psychic network in the future. I didn't know I was really going to have the time. I was thinking about settling down and retiring completely. Uh, But I thought I'd give it one more shot out here, folks, because the world needs love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. All you artists, musicians, we want you back co-creating and helping us made in the USA. And we're going to all work together like we always do every year. But we're going to help each other. So, Michael, you haven't read my book, Knowing Cosmology, Ascension Age, yet, have you? Not yet. (laughs) Well, it's available, folks, on Amazon. And uh, 
I would be very excited if you'd read. I, I'd like to see my friends read Ascension Age coming together for ET seminars and Divine Expo. Uh, this book, uh, How to Social Network Metaphysics, is out there as well in an outline form. For And then we have our articles and bylaws. But I'm actually coming out now to uh, ask for all you Ascension Masters out there. I've died and come back and asked people like Janet, Carol Lesson, and Michael Lee Woods of Tennessee to join us as ACO, Ascension Age, Knowing Everything, Science, Theology, Metaphysics, TJ Morris ET Radio and the UFO Field, Social Paranormal, ACO Culture Club, and how we're going to do UFO contactees now. Reveal the truth behind illusions perceived by the human mind. So we'll be joining you with your oxytocin levels, the positive light. We've worked for years with uh, many, many people, including Drumbelow and his lessons and our people out of Oregon and Washington and all of our channelers and our mystics, oracles, psychic sages, seers, and even those from extraterrestrial land out there and other realms and dimensions that are real people, real places, and real things. So we're going to ask you to come back in, and we're going to go ahead and keep time and space, 365 days a year, and uh, we'll relate to numbers and numerology and you and I have been playing a little bit in numerology lately, haven't we, Michael, together yeah. these last few months or working on our tarot deck together and our products and artwork. And then I want you to meet Rich Flynn. And uh, Suzanne will be coming back on, folks, again for our psychic network. She and I work very good in positivity and working, uh, bringing you higher energy levels. So uh, books. ACL Project 13 guidebook is available out of Social Network Metaphysics and Knowing Cosmology. Those are three good ones to start with. And then we'll start our courses again, American Communications Online, ACO Club, and Michael Woods with his art, teaching us his way of doing art. We have the Ascension Cosmos Oracles Corp. And uh, Michael is helping us with that association. And that is going to be fun. So, Oh, boy, back to work again, folks. So uh, all you entrepreneurs out there, I'm sure you'll be seeing me around the world again. (laughs) I'm not one to travel, folks, but uh, I will be traveling again, uh, flying and traveling and doing my part with all of you out there as a spokesperson for the United States of America, American Culture International Relations. But I really want to concentrate for a little while on Made in the USA. So if you're welcome, welcoming uh, those friends, such as Michael, a local artist of Tennessee, please uh, look at your various states and go to your libraries and ask for our books and uh, our artwork and make sure that uh, you support all your visual and performing artists in all your cities, especially on the weekends. All right, Michael. Well, Go see Elvis and and uh, anything else. Uh, Janet said they finished the man who fell from the sky. Man Any, who fell to earth. There you go. I keep messing it up. <laughs> man who fell to earth. Travis Taylor, look for him, please, on the History and Discovery Channel. And Travis Taylor from Alabama. He went to University of Alabama like I did. Good old Travis. And he and I did uh, speaking at the Mid South Con in 2016, 
and he's uh, doing the Skinwalker Ranch last I heard. And uh, you sure talk a lot like him, Michael. I go for those southern <laughs> men. I have that southern accent. But you don't wear boots and cowboy. You're more you're citywide. You know, I've seen you your professorial outfit. You can see it, folks, here at Blog Talk Radio. Michael's one of our professors. <laughs> well, Michael, you ready Only to go? I wear boots is work. What? I wear my work boots eight hours a day. When I get home, I'm ready for tennis shoes or so. Uh huh. Okay, what area code is six four six in? Ain't dividing over them. Let me, let me look that? it up. New York. Oh, New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this? Hi. Oh, my name is Carla. Thank you for taking my call. I was listening to your show. Uh, very interesting. But I was wondering if you would uh, take a psychic call. Would that be possible? Sure. Okay, great. We're out of time. But Carla, okay. uh, what's up for you? Um, I'm I'm going to be uh, starting like um, uh, a coaching business, and I was just wondering how you see it going. Uh, Carla, I'll have to know a little more about you than six four six and your name, but your voice sounds wonderful. If I can read the airwaves. You uh, life coaching is really good. I don't know in the state of New York if you have to be licensed. You'll have to tell me uh, what re- is required by law. But uh, life coaching is a wonderful thing, especially when you have uh, type of precognitive skills in the sixth sense. And apparently you do. Carla, if you want to anything we do, it's all based on who we are, why we're here, and what we're about being and doing. And your passion will get you anywhere. If that's what you want to do, I'm all behind it. The universe will support you. This is a year when we need people like you, life coaching, medical, integrative medicine. Look into the keywords, integrative medicine. Uh, You want to do this remotely out of your home, or are you going to take a contract with a bigger company? Are you going to life coach yourself remotely? Um, I'll probably be remote and um, probably, yeah, and maybe partner somewhere like with an established organization. Okay, so you're just getting started with, uh, is your background? Yes. Okay, you're just getting started. Have you decided on your demographic or your market as far as, are you going to help preschool or uh, after school or counseling yeah. and marriage counseling, be, love life? It would be, yeah, relationships and older population. Okay, relationship coach. That's good. <laughs> Look at my book called How to, no, not How to Social Network Metaphysics. Uh, oh, Ace Life Coach. I wrote for people such as yourself, life coaching. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's $10 on Amazon. It's not. But uh, Ace Life Coach will help you uh, look at the various types of life coaches, and you might intermix them. At the back is more towards the uh, reading tarot and chiropractic. But uh, go ahead and get in your genre and your market and do your demographics. You know how to set up a business, right, remotely out of your home? You got a second bedroom? Uh, Yeah, I got got a place in the house where I can, uh, you know, work from. 
Do you want to do it digital digital marketing with us online? Is that what you're doing? Is setting yourself remotely as a consultant, life coach at home? I think yeah, the latter, life coach at home type thing, and um, you know maybe even see folks face to face if if they'd like that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, if you can book in counseling, just check with your business licensing there in New York and what you have to have in your county and make sure Mm -hmm. you've got all your business licensing and uh, you'll be paid services. Make sure you have your business domain set up. And we all help in cyberspace. Of course, social media can help you. Number one, of course, is Facebook in the world, and we have Instagram. Pinterest, Twitter, mm-hmm. all those that'll help you in social media. But you can't. You can count on social media for you and the people you know in social media as an entrepreneur. But I will tell you, as a psychic, it's a very good time because we are all, whether we own large corporations or we own our own businesses or we're just individual artisans in cottage industry out of our homes all working together because the people industry is now where it's at. So anything you can do one-on-one, and if you're willing to help people, uh, we're all life coaches and caregivers. It's a, uh, inner, our inner self, we come here with ability as a soul and as a spirit to help other people. And I commend you for that. So I highly recommend, I will not talk you out of it, make sure that you, uh, you know, some of the greatest life coaches are motivational speakers and knowing how we do it today and be in touch with yourself and your, the best Advice I can give you is to stay passionate about being a life coach. Motivate yourself with your heart chakra into your mind. Make sure heart, mind, body, and soul are working together. And get involved with people that are doing the same thing online. And, uh, you know, you're, you're going to gravitate now to other life coaches. So be aware of that. And make sure you get in a support group, a meetup group. Uh, they have meetup online, and then uh, look into your metaphysical groups, your coaching, your Akashic field groups that work in the Akashic field, your channelers, your healers, your Reiki coaches, uh, anybody in the spiritual metaphysical, your bookstores, or anybody that is uh, emphasis on uh, helping the population. And also, I would recommend philosophy and even make sure you understand the world religions and just be a very good listener. As a life coach, the one thing we need to do with each other is to listen and then uh, help them as a life coach. Our our argument is really what we all do, and that is to get from point A to point B. So very be very good at mapping your own neurological. Uh, listen to uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's very good. Uh, and then, you know, anybody that will help you motivate yourself for life coaching. And I'll be back here, and I am going to start doing more uh, life coaching again, counseling and spiritual counseling again myself. Mm-hmm. So I'll be, Carla, just come back, and we'll talk about it some more. But go ahead and get your business plan and your marketing plan set up. And get all this ironed out for yourself as a remote uh, individual consultant, okay? And make sure mm-hmm. you come back, and we'll make you an associate with us and help you market yourself. Oh, that's very nice. Well, thank you very much. You bet. All right, folks. Love and light. Uh, That's the kind of stuff we love to hear is people that are wanting to help themselves, help each other. And, of course, we're all the authors of our own life story. And we look forward to helping all of you. I've been here for 10 years. I'm going to get back into 
helping others as a precog and uh, helping intuitively and helping inspire others. That's what we all want to do as individuals. I apologize. I haven't gotten to everybody and given them the time that they've needed. Michael, are you feeling neglected or do you think we can keep going forward for a couple, two or three more years or eternally together in our (laughs) you're an angel michael this is archangel michael of our archetypes and our tarot groups and uh carla you're a blessing so you stay with us and we look forward to uh having you back michael so when will you be back again are you going to come be your uh pastor of the linkedin groups on sunday with me I'm planning on it if nothing happens. <laughs> Lord willing in the creek don't rise, Michael. <laughs> My ascension master. All right, darling. Well you're you're a joy to behold. Folks, it's been wonderful. We're gonna do uh what do you wanna do? Top of the world or sweet dreams, Michael? Uh pick your choice. I, either one's good for me. <laughs> Well, you've heard Top of the World. Have you heard Sweet Dreams? I don't know. I've heard a version. I don't know if it's the same one you're talking about, so play it. All right. It's me, silly. It's all my $85,000 cover shows out there. All right, folks. To all you singers, songwriters, broadcast music incorporators, we are BMI, ASCAP, uh, ACE, SAG, you name it, we're all out there doing our jobs. We're passionate about visual and performing artists. And this is Michael Woods with Ascension Age Art. And I'm hoping he's going to finish all of our projects we have out there for the universe and universes. Michael, I look forward to having you back as Pastor Woods on Sunday, okay? Looking forward forward to to it. You bet. Me too. Thank you, Michael. It's been a joy as always. Love and light, everybody.
want to get used by you. Some of them want to abuse you. Some of them want to be abused. singer, do you, Michael? You're not talking. <laughs> I said I do now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're on mute. <laughs> yeah, I muted it by accident. <laughs> uh, did you know I sang? Did you know I was singing the song on the last few weeks? <laughs> no, you never figured that out. You've mentioned it, but all right. <laughs> All right, Michael. I look forward to getting to know you better after eight years. Jeez, these men, I right. tell you. Love and light, dear. Right. You have a good week. We'll talk to you Sunday. You All bye bye. Right. All right, bye folks. It's been a it's been a pleasure. We'll uh enjoy all you men and women out there. And yes, I'm coming back for our love and relationships and even helping you out there in the United States of America. Thank you, everybody, globally for listening to us. We're all working together now. Social media and our web presence for all our companies, all of our associates, amen, dig in. Let's get busy. Time to make America great again, but we're going to make heaven and earth great again, too. Love and light, everybody. Goodbye. I'm trying to end the show. Why is it not ending? <laughs>